Hi, welcome to the Dan Bradbury podcast where turnover is vanity, profit is sanity, and cash is king. In this podcast, I'll bring you resources, tips, interviews, and lots more to help to grow your business and make it less dependent on you. Hey guys, Dan Bradbury here, and in this episode, we're going to talk about $150 million in personal Ingram, but bankrupt. How to avoid the three Nicolas Cage mistakes preventing you from building wealth. And at the end of this episode, we've got a special bonus view, never before released uh, worksheet on building personal wealth. So before we get to that, however, let's talk about our member of the week. So our member of the week this week was actually our success mastermind members of the year for 2021. That's Ian and Sam Morgan from MBS Accountants. You can find them at mbsaccountants.co.uk. I actually interviewed Ian in season two, episode five of this podcast on how to re-energize and push your business forward, an accountant's view. So check that out. But fundamentally, last year was their best year in business ever. They significantly scaled their revenue and profits by focusing on the right customer avatar. They doubled down on the most profitable clients and actually they sold off their book of business for the lower value clients, which freed them up. So they are working less and making more. So check out mbsaccountants.co.uk or go back in the feed to season two, episode five. So with that said, let's get to this week's podcast. So this is really a teaser for my upcoming success mastermind session. So we're going to give you a little bit of the highlights and we're going to get in the nitty gritty at the uh, success mastermind session on the 21st and 22nd of March. You can find out more at danbradbury.com forward slash M-E. danbradbury.com forward slash M-E, which is short for mastermind experience. So here we're going to talk about $150 million in personal income, but he's bankrupt. Right, so that's how much money over his lifetime career as a Hollywood film star, Nicolas Cage, made. And yet he, he went bankrupt. He went bankrupt in the early 2000s, right? So some of this story is utterly, utterly horrendous. Ultimately, he went down owing the IRS $6.3 million in back property taxes in 2009. So here's why this is interesting. How is it possible for you to make unimaginably large sums of money and yet still end up bankrupt? I think there are three fundamental reasons. And the way I'm going to get there is via inversion, which we spoke about in a recent episode, i.e. let's look at what he did and do the exact opposite. So the first point, right? And this is coming from an article that was first published in the Daily Mirror. And that is, he blamed his money manager on sending him down a path towards financial ruin. And the reason why that's interesting is that this is common when you look at celebrities and sports stars who lose their money. They say, you know what? I just earned the money. I gave it to some kind of money manager, tax advisor, accountant, etc., financial advisor, and then they lost it all. I was either defrauded or, you know, it, it, it just was put into bad investments and I lost it all. And that's because I'm not looking I think the mistake is he abdicated, okay? Uh, and he got somebody to manage things for him uh, rather than get himself educated. It doesn't mean you can't have leverage, but that's that's delegation, not abdication, which is just giving it to somebody else and saying, let me know how you do, right? I, I think if you want to be financially successful, number one, you need to get the right advice from somebody Dave Ramsey would describe as having the heart of a teacher, somebody who's going to educate you in what the best practices 
are, which we're going to come to in steps two and three. So step number two, which we'll get there right now, is a clear budget. The problem is, if you're operating without a budget, I know that you are wasting a lot of money, which could drop back to your bottom line. So here's a simple example. I've yet to find a business that's operating without a 13-week cash flow forecast, quarterly budgets, and some tight financial controls that's not wasting at least 10% of their spend unnecessarily by not having those three documents in place and kind of a weekly or monthly rhythm to check in on those documents, right? So if you've got a business that's doing a million in revenue, Let's say that it's doing 200,000 in profit, 20% net margin, right? So that means it's spending 800,000 a year. If you haven't got a tight budget, you're wasting. I'm, and I'm guarantee you, I've yet to see a business where this isn't true. You're wasting at least 80 grand a year on unnecessary spending. It just gets lost away, nickled and dimed, right? You're dying through paper cuts. But that extra 80 grand on your bottom line is a 40% increase, right? And whether your business is bigger or smaller than that, it doesn't matter because actually a lot of business owners are living hands to mouth. So whatever the net income of the business is, by the time it's dividended out, right, uh, and that's their cost of living. Well, all that extra money in this example, £80,000, that's disposable income. That's income for paying off your mortgage. That's income for creating the life that you want. That's the income for your investments. But you can't get there. Right. Said differently, if you don't have a plan for your money, it'll get wasted. Right. You've got to assign your money a target. What are you doing? And I'm going to give you a simple exercise at the end of this podcast, which will help you do exactly that. It's very potent. Okay. So that's number two. So number one, get good advice, get educated. Number two, build a budget, operate using a budget. The most financially successful people I know operate with tight, tight, tight budgets. Okay. You probably go, oh, I know somebody that makes loads of money, but uh, doesn't operate with a budget. Yeah. Well, do they have lots of money? Making money and keeping it is two different things, right? You don't want to be Nicolas Cage, made $150 million. He's got lots of money, but he doesn't. Bankrupt. Okay. Doesn't have a budget. Okay. Number three, and this perhaps is the most important, invest in income producing assets that appreciate over time, not cash per burning, depreciating assets. So here's the most fascinating thing about Nicolas Cage. Yeah, he had all the cars and he had all the homes and he famously spent $300,000 on a dinosaur skull, which then transpired as being stolen. So he had to give it back and he lost his money. But at one point, he had 15 different homes simultaneously, which included a $25 million waterfront home in Newport Beach, California. Now, if these are 15 residences of his own, including a 40-acre island in Nassau, okay, which he paid $7 million for, a castle in Germany that he paid $8 million for, he had 50 exotic cars, 30 motorbikes. I've got no problem with having any of those things, but there's a cost of ownership. And those assets, if he bought them cash, okay, fine. Some of the property might appreciate over time, but, but there's the cost of maintenance of these homes. So it's costing him cash to own them rather than being invested in income producing assets, which net positive cash flowed, right? So the most financially successful people that I know have all invested in income producing assets, not cash burning depreciation assets. The perfect example would be things like cars, right? Okay. So you buy a car and it costs you X, but actually there's a cost of running, maintaining that fleet, insuring it, et cetera, maintenance. 
And those cars, in most cases, would appreciate over time. But then people justify, oh, no, it'll appreciate. It's rare and exhausting. Yeah, okay, fine. When you come to sell it, you're normally under distress, like Nicolas Cage did in bankruptcy, and it's sold for pennies in the pound, right? And even worse, when you use a big lump of debt to finance your depreciating assets, that's how you're not building wealth. What is the answer? Very simply, you need a personal balance sheet. My experience of the difference between seven-figure and eight-figure business owners is they don't understand the balance sheet, what it means, how it works, okay? So there's two things that you need to do to go with this session because the details of the balance sheet. So number one, we're going to talk about that in depth and how to build your balance sheet. I'll give you one little tip now. Every single month, I'm tracking my personal balance sheet, my assets and my liabilities that sit outside of my companies. And every single month, I'm wanting to make sure that either my assets go up or my liabilities go down. And the only way you can do that and I'm ignoring capital growth. The only way you can do that is by putting some of your surplus income into investments that produces a return. Because if you pay down debt, well, you're not paying the interest. So it's kind of adding to your net income. If you are buying cash flowing assets, properties being a prime example, or you could say dividend paying stocks, great. You've got potential capital growth and income. Every single month, the aim of the game is to go, can I increase my personal net worth outside of my companies? And the only way I'm going to do that is to spend less than I earn and invest the difference. So here's two things that you can do to help you in this situation. Number one, get on over to danbradbury.com forward slash ME. That's short for mastermind experience. danbradbury.com ME and come be a fly on the wall. Have a guest pass to our upcoming Success Mastermind event on the 21st, 22nd of March. Daniel Priestley is going to be there. We're going to have a whole lot of successful members. It's going to be phenomenal. And really get yourself in a room of smart, fast-growing business owners. Check out the details at danbrowit.com forward slash ME. Number two, get the video of a session I did at a previous Mastermind. Uh, and I've created a downloadable worksheet for you. It was covered in the podcast, season three, episode 10, four little known keys for creating high personal wealth. I've created a accompanying worksheet for that now. And to get your hands on that, supports this episode perfectly, go to danbradbury.com forward slash wealth. So get yourself to danbradbury.com forward slash wealth, download the worksheet and get yourself to danbradbury.com forward slash me, M-E, to find out more about our upcoming mastermind event. All right, that's it for this week's episode. So finally, before we wrap up, recommended reading. Four times in the last two days, I've recommended this book. I've just been doing a private mastermind boardroom meeting, eight business owners in a room, stress testing each other's business plans to make them more bulletproof. And there was a lot of people issues. And there's a book that is rarely, rarely not carried in my laptop case. And that's the book, Who? by Jeff Smart and Randy Streets. So it's called Who? solve your number one problem. Fundamentally, it's about how to hire effectively. This book is worth its weight in gold. Let me have a look now. It's only 156 pages long. It's an easy read. It's a simple method because if you hire an A player for your business, they're worth their weight in gold. So check out the book, Who? by Jeff Smart and Randy Street. Okay, finally, closing quote for today. This is another one by Warren Buffett. Okay, if you haven't figured out by now, I'm a Warren Buffett fanboy. Anybody who's still worth circa 100 billion after giving away a similar amount of money in his lifetime is worth paying attention to, I think. It is better to hang out with people better than you. Pick out associates whose behavior is better than yours and you'll drift in that direction.
Couldn't agree more, Warren. And if that, that's not a reason to check out danbury.com forward slash ME and have your own mastermind experience, I don't know what is. All right, that's it for this week, guys. See you next time. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Three things you need to do now. Number one, make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you do not miss an episode. Also, get on over to Amazon to get a copy of my latest book, Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity, Nine and a Half Steps to Improving Your Profits and Cash Flow. Also, join our Facebook group, the Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity community to connect with other business owners.